Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This episode of Positively Track is brought to you by our supporters on Patreon, including Jim Stoffel, Joyce Marin, Carl Morris, and associate producer William Smith. Visit patreon.com slash positively track to help support the podcast. Perks include early access to episodes, exclusive content, shout outs, associate producer credits, and more. Thank you for your support and keep trekking. Hey folks, thank you so much for downloading episode 97 of Positively Trek. We are your home for positive Star Trek news. I'm Dan Gunther. With me, of course, is Bruce Gibson. Bruce, how's it going today? Today I'm doing well, but tomorrow I probably won't be. Hmm. Why's that? Because I did a really bad thing. I bought one of those big, big tubs of Utz cheese balls. (laughs) And I'm keeping them here in my room. And I can't help but look at them all the time, which means by tomorrow, I'll probably have a tummy ache. Oh, no. Well, tomorrow will be your cheese ball day, but today is our Star Trek day. Uh, So we're here to talk about all of the news from the Star Trek universe from the past week, of course. Bruce, I've got to ask to kind of jump into our first story here. And and I got to say, it's a little bit light on news this week, but we do have some interesting things, uh, some new items that are coming for sale to collect. We have some new books on the way. Uh, We have Jonathan Frakes and Armin Shimmerman uh, joining forces for a a cause that they believe in, and uh, even a a city honoring a a Star Trek alumni, which is pretty cool. So uh, first of all, Bruce, Funko Pops, do you collect those? (laughs) I do not. And it's funny that we're going to talk about this because doing the Star Wars Report podcast, this comes up probably every three months. We have a whole conversation about Funko Pops as new ones come out. So I don't have a collection, but I have three that are Star Wars that people have given me as gifts. Mm. I have bought Funko Pops for other people. But I've never bought for me. So I don't have any Star Trek ones. Yeah, I've got a few Star Trek ones. Uh, and again, they're ones that people have bought for me as well. They're not something that I collect. And yeah, Star Trek Funko Pops are, are generally, there are a lot fewer of them than Star Wars. Star Wars really seems to kind of corner the market on that. I, I have three from Star Trek Beyond were the ones that I have. Uh, and uh, Mirror Universe Spock from a few few years ago as well, somewhere. I think that one's still in its box. Speaking of Mirror Universe, we've got a bunch of new Funko Pops coming from the Star Trek universe, and a bunch of them are themed around the Mirror Universe, including a new Mirror Universe Spock to replace the one that I've never even opened. <laughs> So what's the difference between the two? Well, I'm looking at the pictures and I didn't go dig mine out, but I found pictures of the older version and it it's kind of, they're a little bit different as far as coloring and paint job and the pose is a bit different as well. So uh, the Mirror Universe Spock from a few years ago has his phaser kind of up in the air a little bit pointed. Uh, this one 
has it kind of closer to his chest and pointed forward. And yeah, the, the paint application looks a little different as well. I kind of like the new one. I think the colors are a little bit better. So this goes back to why I do not or I wouldn't want to collect Funko Pops because there are so many and they keep coming out with some. I find it interesting that they're releasing Mirror Universe Funko Pops when they've already done these before, or at least the Mirror Spock one before. At least Mirror Spock, yeah. Uh, there are a bunch that, as far as I know, have never been done before, though. So uh, the full lineup here, we've got full another wave of eight of them. So that includes Mirror Kirk, Mirror Spock, Mirror Sulu, Mirror Uhura, Captain Kirk in the command chair. We have Khan and my personal favorite here, the Gorn. (laughs) If I'm going to get any of these, it's going to be that one. And then there's a special exclusive chase figure that is uh, only available at Funko.com. And it's Spock with the cat Isis from Assignment Earth. Okay, I was wondering if that was Isis, because it didn't say, did it? I was just like, he's holding a cat. I assume it's Isis. I assume it's just Mr. Spock with cat, but, you know, <laughs> it looks, looks like Isis. You know, maybe <laughs> Spock had a pet cat that we didn't know about. I mean, he had a half-brother we didn't know about for a long time. <laughs> That's true. He had an adopted true. sister we didn't know about for a long time. He could have had tons of pets, for all we know. Yeah, <laughs> just a whole menagerie of, of cats and dogs and whatever else the story needs. He's just got squirreled away in his quarters there. <laughs> I can see him being a cat person, you know, because they're kind of cool and collective like he is. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't yeah. see him with a dog rah, 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 barking like that's not Spock. Oh, no. He would have a, like a very logical, well-behaved dog if he did have a dog. <laughs> exactly. Because dogs <laughs> are logical. You know, <laughs> they can be. <laughs> yes. Well, I OK, so I do like the Gorn, too. I think the Gorn is cool because... It really looks like the Gorn the, from TOS, you know, it's, I mean, they all look like that, but it's just the Gorn has that, you know, cartoonish kind of look to them that I kind of like, which is cool. Mm-hmm. And just to clarify on the Khan, this is the Khan from Space Seed, not from the Wrath of Khan. Yes, that's right. But I almost want to get the Mir, Uhura and Sulu so they can fight it out together. Like I would like have them fight. You know, and have him come on to her and him, her slap him and say, get away from me, you know, because she's got her knife. They both have knives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they both have their knives out. I really love the designs on these. And, you know, Funko Pops, they're they're simplistic, but at the same time, the amount of detail they manage to get into them is, is pretty impressive. Like uh, Sulu's got all of his little badges on his uniform and, and the sash and the little knife out. And he's even like holding the point of the knife, the tip. And, uh, he's got his like trademark scar down the side of his face and Uhura, same thing, like the little metal band around her arm and all the, all the little details, even her painted fingernails, like that kind of amazes me. They, they get down to that minute detail. And it's cool too, because the head's. Don't have a lot of detail, but you can look at them and know who they are. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just those big round eyes. Don't give you a whole lot of character to go with, but you can look at them and go, "Oh, okay, that that's Sulu, that's Uhura, that's Kirk." You know, you can. I mean, it's it's so simple, yet it's so defined too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, these are pretty cool. They they're coming in June of this year of 2021. They can be pre-ordered for 10.99 each on Entertainment Earth. I don't know. I I'm still not really a collector of these, but these definitely did turn my head a bit. You know, they're pretty cool looking. 
turned your head. When you mean it didn't wobble your head a bit. <laughs> but yeah, these are pretty cool. So if you're looking for kind of fun and quirky gifts for a Star Trek fan in your life, I think these would probably be pretty great. Yeah, the more I look at them, the more fascinated I am by them. Like even Kirk in the captain's chair, I think that's a pretty cool one as well. I just can't get them to stand up. They come with a little stand sometimes, but I don't know. Sometimes they don't always work. Yeah, I notice uh, I notice the men tend to not come with stands. They seem to be a little more stable. The women with the smaller bodies tend to have a little stand that you can kind of stick them in. I have, uh, I have the, like I said, those three from Star Trek Beyond. I have Kirk, Spock, and Jayla. And Jayla comes with a little clear plastic stand that you can kind of stick her foot on so that she doesn't topple over. Uh, they're very top-heavy with those huge heads, of course. I used to have the two Star Wars ones, Ahsoka Tana and Maz Kanata, in my office. And Ahsoka pretty much... I mean, I think she was on a stand and she did fine. But even with the stand, Maz Kanata was always falling over. And I figured mm. people would be like, oh, your little character's, you know, falling down. And I'd be like, well, she runs a bar, so she was probably passed out drunk. Yeah, she was imbibing a little bit. Yeah, yeah. got to infuse the character into the figure. <laughs> Absolutely. And to your point, I love what you said, like from these very simplistic faces, you can really see the characters like William Shatner is one of the hardest people to be able to do a figure or something of because it's hard to get his likeness right. But yet somehow this Funko Pop with just these very limited features, it looks so much like William Shatner's Kirk. And I mean, you know, they focus in on a few specific traits to really bring that out. And for Kirk, I think it's his little hair sweep and his eyebrows that really do it. So before we started the show, you showed me your Star Trek Beyond Spock. Okay. Mm -hmm. And now we have this mere Spock and this original series Spock holding Isis the cat. But this ad that I see shows the Spock from beyond. And I'm like, are the faces identical? And they're not. The only difference I see between the two is that the TOS Spock has this little blue eye shadow mm -hmm. over his eyes where the beyond one doesn't. Yeah, pretty much other than the uniform they're wearing and stuff. That's the the main difference it looks like. Yeah. And I, yeah, I'm just talking about the face because they could have just used the same head. But the detail is just that eyeshadow makes the difference in the faces. Yeah, I think that the sideburns might be different too. Ooh, yeah. Who has the longer sideburns? It looks like the, the TOS one has like very pointy sideburns and uh, the Beyond one has them a little bit more squared away, I think. We should do a Funko Pop podcast where we just really analyze each and every new release. I, th I think or that would be kind of fun. we could do a podcast that's about sideburns and we analyze everybody's sideburns in all the different <laughs> series. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's something that I, I don't know if you listen to Garrett Wong and Robert Duncan McNeil's podcast uh, where they review old episodes of Star Trek Voyager one at a time. There's a surprising amount of talk given to the sideburns that they had to wear and in most cases had them applied by the, the hair and makeup people to conform to that pointy Starfleet sideburn look. <laughs> yeah. Isn't the Spock on Discovery, isn't his sideburns pretty long? I think so. Yeah. They're a little bigger. Yeah. Maybe they'll adjust over time. Just like a little uh, little sideburn adjuster. You know, he brings it up every every few months to align with later canon. <laughs> <laughs> Number one's like, Spock, you look different. I shaved the beard 
And I shortened the sideburns. I shortened the sideburns by 0.02 millimeters. <laughs> well, the next bit of uh, Star Trek product news that we want to talk about are a, a couple of new Star Trek books coming from Rob Perlman. And Rob Perlman's kind of known as as an author who writes quirky books, kind of fun. He's not one of the novelists or anything like that. He writes these kind of fun little side books that... Uh, offer a unique and different perspective on the Star Trek universe. And we do have a couple of new ones that have been announced from him. So first of all, we have Starfleet is celebrating the Federation's ideals. Uh, and this looks kind of interesting. It's, it's a fairly simplistic book, but it's a little bit all about like what Starfleet is and, and the values that they espouse and stuff. And it's, it's mainly, uh, visual like it's very illustrated with photographs and stuff it, it's almost like a picture book from the examples they're showing in here so one page says starfleet is and then sometimes the opposite page says what it is like starfleet is family sometimes it's on the same page starfleet is friendship on the same page but it does just to me look like a picture book of just different scenes from the series and movies but there's this two-pager that shows like all these starships all crammed in together and it says Starfleet is forceful. And I just love like just staring at all these different ships. I almost would get the book just for that. Yeah, it's a gorgeous, uh, gorgeous picture. I know they used like half of that picture, the middle bit of it for the cover of one of the ships of the line calendars a few years ago. It's Beautiful showing all the all the Federation starships and shuttles and everything just kind of crammed into this big spread. It's really beautiful. All CGI, of course. Gorgeous. But I would say, not having seen the whole book, I would say that you could probably read this book in five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's definitely more one to kind of admire for the visuals and that kind of thing, I think. Yeah, so we'll, we'll have to see if Rob wants to come on and talk about this book when it comes out. Because he had his exercise book out last year. Yeah, his book Body by Starfleet, a fitness guide. That was a lot of fun. I actually really enjoyed that book. I need to enjoy the book because now that I have these cheese balls, I need to work off the weight. <laughs> so I need to <laughs> exercise and eat my cheese balls just to keep things evened out in my weight. So I don't want to gain anything. So yeah, I need to get that book out. Yeah, for sure. Well, there's another book coming from him as well. And we don't have images from this one, but we do have kind of a back cover blurb. And this one sounds interesting. It's Star Trek Discovery, The Book of Grudge. And then in small print under that, Books cat from Star Trek Discovery, <laughs> just in case you weren't sure why the heck, what's grudge, what's that? So this, uh, hmm, I don't know. What do you think about a book from the perspective of Books Cat? This does not surprise me. I, I knew that we would get something, <laughs> a book of some type about Grudge the Cat. So I'm curious to see how this plays out. You know, we had a Star Trek book of cats, a Star Trek cats and a Star Trek next generation cats by Jenny Parks. And I think this is probably going to be different because this is probably from grudges viewpoint on things, but I have a feeling this would be a fun, cute book to look at. So yeah, the back cover blurb is interesting. It says Star Trek discovery through a cat's eyes, find out what grudge the cat really thinks of the planets, the ships, and all of the people she meets in the course of her travels. Grudge is a queen and she knows it. 
Everyone, her so-called owner, Cleveland Book Booker, Michael Burnham, Rin, Zara, and Tilly, bows down to her, some more willingly than others. And nothing, not extended periods in space, not ship-rattling attacks from enemies, rattles her. Ever. She's a cool kitty with a tood. We call it a catitude. As a cat, Grudge has a particular take on the universe, her seeming indifference masking a wit as sharp as her claws. So, yeah, this is interesting, and, and says it's a combination of illustration and photography from Star Trek Discovery. So it's not just photos, there's some artwork in here as well, it looks like. Uh, it could be kind of fun. I can't imagine there's a lot of photos, though, because Grudge wasn't in that many episodes. And when Grudge was, there weren't, you know... I guess there's a lot of maybe studio shots like of Grudge. Could be. It doesn't necessarily have to be pictures of Grudge. It's from her perspective, oh, right? So yeah. I think it's the events of season three yeah. as she saw them. Maybe Grudge figured out what the burn was before everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just waiting on these stupid humans to figure it out. That's pretty funny. Uh, well, the Book of Grudge is uh, due to come out in hardcover on November 9th of 2021. And Starfleet is celebrating the Federation's ideals is due out on September 7th of this year. So, yeah, keep an eye out for those. Uh, they could be fun, could be interesting little gifts for the Star Trek fan in your life. Or, uh, you know, if you want to check these out for yourself, give them an order. You know, the Starfleet is book reminds me of something that could be in a daily calendar where each day mm -hmm. you pull off a page and it's like Starfleet is the, I mean, you'd have to come up with 365 things that Starfleet is, but it looks like it could work like something like a, a daily calendar. I, I would, I would buy that calendar. I think maybe I haven't had one of those page a day calendars in quite a while. That would be interesting. <laughs> I had one in 2020. I was curious to see if I was going to get one from my family at Christmas for 21 because they gave somebody, I think one of my kids gave it to me Christmas of 2019. So yeah, every day I was a little disappointed though, because with those calendars, the weekend, the Saturday and Sunday is on the same page. Mm -hmm. And I want to like tear it off every day. Once, once <laughs> Saturday would come and be like, Oh, I have to keep this. I have to keep Dr. Pulaski on my desk here for two days. Now. <laughs> yeah. I always wondered why that was. And I assume it's because a lot of people probably have them at their work desk maybe. And they probably it's, it's also saves on them having to come up with, you know, uh, 52 more images than what they have. So, yeah, but that's a good point. If you have it at your office, you know, if you have it at work, you're not there to turn the page each weekend. So, yeah, that would make a lot of sense. I always have a lot of Star Trek calendars, just wall calendars. I, I need to get a page a day one, I think, for next year. I miss having that. Or you could get this year and just look through the last couple months real quick. And then I'm sure you can get it at a discount, right? Because the calendars go on sale when the new year starts. <laughs> That's true. That's a good call for sure. Well, our next story, of course, as you know, we are positively Trek. And Star Trek is a force and can be a force for positivity in the world. And two Star Trek stars are using Star Trek for that purpose. We have Jonathan Frakes and Armin Shimmerman are teaming up for Trek Against Pancreatic Cancer. And 
Uh, reading through this article from Trek Movie, thank you to the folks over there for giving a really good summary of this story. Pancreatic cancer has affected uh, both of these people's lives personally, so it makes sense that they're involved in this cause for sure. So Armin Shimmerman's wife, Kitty Swink, is uh, a survivor of pancreatic cancer. And Jonathan Frakes, unfortunately, lost his brother to the same disease. So, you know, it makes sense that they're, uh, that this is a cause that they feel very deeply about. So their team that they've entered in the Pancreatic Cancer Action Network's Purple Stride Los Angeles event taking pl- place on May 1st is called Trek Against Pancreatic Cancer. And uh, this, is, I think, is a, a really great cause and something very worthwhile. It's fortunate when you're a celebrity like they are in the fact that if they have a cause, they have a lot of pool. They can get the word out. They can help raise money more so than a lot of other people. So it's sad that they've had to deal with this in their families, with people that they're close with. Fortunately, at this point, I haven't had any family members die of cancer, except for my grandfather when I was very young. But I mean, cancer is just, just a nasty thing. And, and I'm sitting here thinking, have we ever heard in Star Trek that cancer has been cured. Absolutely. In the Enterprise episode Terra Nova, Phlox mentions uh, that cancer has been cured. So as early as Enterprise. Yeah. So let's hope that that's true. Here, <laughs> here. If anything that's coming out of the Star Trek episodes of what the future is going to be like, let's hope it's that. That's at least one of them. Yeah, for sure. So their team, and we'll, we'll have a link to their team page and stuff, their team is looking to raise $50,000 uh, for the fight against pancreatic cancer. And I, w- I was thinking while reading this, you know, the Voyager documentary has raised almost a million dollars for a documentary about Star Trek Voyager. And I'm not faulting that. I think that's great. You know, that's that's awesome. But if we can raise that much for a documentary, I think we can help pancreatic cancer research this team get fifty thousand dollars i think that's eminently doable and i will as i said have a link to the donation page in the show notes so i urge everyone to check this out and if you feel it's a worthy cause and you feel like you can give i would say this is definitely a worthy cause to give to so yeah i'm on their page right now and today is sunday march 21st in the morning and they have raised 7340 so they're at 15% of their goal. We'll have a link to that, like I said, and uh, please check it out. I think this this is a definitely a very good cause. So our final little bit of news today, this one's a bit of a, a fun piece of news. Uh, the city of Boston, Massachusetts is paying tribute to one of their, and I'm quoting from this Trek movie article, one of their favorite sons on what would have been his 90th birthday. So Leonard Nimoy originally hails from Boston, Massachusetts, and the city of Boston has decided to declare March 26th Leonard Nimoy Day. So March 26th was, of course, Leonard Nimoy's birthday, and he would have been 90 this year. So I think this is a wonderful tribute by the city of Boston to one of the biggest names in Star Trek and one of the biggest influences on, you know, me becoming a Star Trek fan for one thing and the character of Spock and, and what he's meant to millions of Star Trek fans all over the world. And we talked just a few months ago about the, the Vulcan salute hand being a, a statue in Boston that is going to be erected there. And so Boston loves their Leonard Nimoy. 
and Leonard Nimoy loved his Boston, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just a perfect fit. I love that he's been gone for a while now and they haven't forgotten about him. That, you know, I wouldn't just expect that all of a sudden there'd be a Leonard Nimoy day right now because, you know, you're not really hearing him in the headlines or anything like that. So they still remember him and they're still recognizing him. And I think that's great. Yeah, I think it's wonderful. Uh, Like I said, you know, Leonard Nimoy, of course, has meant so much to so many people. And it's lovely to get this this tribute, you know. I, I always like the idea of hometowns kind of honoring their people who've gone on to do great things. And Leonard Nimoy certainly did go on to do great things. And I just can't imagine him being 90 years old. But the thing is, William Shatner is too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, his birthday, as of this recording, is tomorrow. It's on March 22nd. So as everybody's listening to this, William Shatner just turned 90 and nothing is slowing that man down. <laughs> it certainly seems that way. Absolutely. Yeah. It's amazing how much energy that man certainly has. And I really do wish Leonard Nimoy was still around, but uh, this is a wonderful honor given that he has, of course, passed away. Yeah, and I was at the Paramount Studios event for the 50th anniversary where they dedicated one of the roads at Paramount Studios after him, Leonard Nimoy Way. Hmm. And his family was there, and Zachary Quinto did the toast towards it and the unveiling. And then I was back at the studios a couple years later or so, and the sign was still there because uh, I was like, I hope this isn't just a temporary thing. <laughs> just doing this just to do it. But yeah, a couple of years later, I saw it was still there. Leonard Nimoy Way. So it's pretty cool. That's awesome. I, I'm looking at the, uh, the, the actual proclamation by the mayor of Boston. And I, I think it's worth reading because this is a really cool tribute. This is the actual proclamation uh, declaring Leonard Nimoy Day. So it, 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 as stated, it says, whereas we are here today to express special recognition to the late Leonard Nimoy, who was born in the West End 90 years ago on March 26th, 1931. And whereas Leonard Nimoy nurtured his acting talent through the neighborhood at the Elizabeth Peabody House and the West End Boys Club. In his teens, he received a summer scholarship for acting lessons at Boston College. And whereas receiving an honorary degree from Boston University, Leonard Nimoy brought honor upon his native city with his accomplishments as an actor, writer, producer, director, poet, photographer, and philanthropist. And whereas he has worked for the betterment of his community by contributing to cancer research and to the financial aid for arts and telescopic space research. And whereas Leonard Nimoy, through his fictional character, Mr. Spock, half-human, half-Vulcan, gave the immigrant, the, the refugee, and the oppressed a hero for the outsider. And whereas this proclamation is presented to Leonard Nimoy to serve as a reminder that although he has passed, he will always be remembered as a valued constituent dedicated to both the arts and his community. Now, therefore, I, Martin J. Walsh, Mayor of the City of Boston, do hereby proclaim March 26, 2021, Leonard Nimoy Day in the City of Boston. Very cool. That's incredible. Just seeing outlined all of the things that he has done to make the world a better place and a more interesting place. I I think that just really says it all. Yeah. Thanks for reading that. That was really good. I, I hope that the family gets a copy of this. I'm assuming they would. That's something, you know, really special to hang on a wall in your home to remember your husband or your father by. And I, yeah, I did get the text of that uh, from the tweet by Julie Nimoy. So I'm assuming they do have a copy of that. So that's, that's very cool. 
Well, that's pretty much all of the news that we had to talk about from the Star Trek universe this week. Was there anything that we missed? Please reach out to us, PositivelyTrek at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Uh, you can also tweet to us at PositivelyTrek on Twitter. And you can reach out to us on Instagram if you like, PositivelyTrek on there as well. Bruce, where can people find you out there on the interwebs? On Twitter, I'm at Admiral underscore Rex. That's Admiral with the underline Rex. I'm also on Instagram at Admiral Rex. And you can find me in our discussion group on Facebook at Positively Trek Discussion Group. So go there and join the conversations. Really great conversations going on in there. And I'm also occasionally on the Star Wars Report podcast. Excellent. And you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Kurtrats. That's K-E-R-T-R-A-T-S. I'm on Instagram, Kurtrats47. And my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Productions. Thank you all so much for listening this week. We really do appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you to our associate producer, William Smith, for your help in bringing this episode to all of our listeners. We'll see you in our next episode. Until then, as always, stay positive. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.